Welcome to the Pastor Philip Butcher Podcast. Pastor Philip is an anointed teacher of the word and a healing evangelist. He's a pastor and founder of Luminstow's Family Church, a vibrant church transforming the lives of many people across the world. Be blessed as you listen to this message. I want you to know that today is a special service. Yes. Turn to a person next to you and tell a person, today is a special service. You know, it's, it's a special service. I'm excited about today's service. And I'm excited because what God, of what God is going to speak to us about. Amen. 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 The, the whole week, my heart has been indicting a good hey. matter. God has made that my tongue the of a ready writer. Today, the word of the Lord is going to be inscribed on the tablets of your heart. Amen. 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 God is going to speak to somebody in the name of hey. Jesus. If you are excited, give the Lord a clap of praise. Amen. Amen. I, I sense so strongly that there's a word that each and every one of us needs. Yeah. Personally, it's a word I need, and I'm thankful to God for that word. And I believe that for each and every one of us, we need the word for the, the month in the name of Jesus. Amen. We need the word that is going to come to us today in the name of Jesus. Amen. You know, as we were coming, as I was driving to this place, and uh, all of a sudden, I sensed that Satan was intimidating me not, not, to, not to say the word like the way God would want me to say the word. I, I was very surprised. It's like Satan began to intimidate me about the word. And when I realized that the intimidation was coming from Satan, I said, I know, I will preach the word. <laughs> I am trying to deliver the word. Because I believe that the word is going to set people free. And the moment the Lord showed me that the intimidation was coming from Satan, there was a certain boldness that the Spirit of God gave me to preach the word today. Hallelujah. And then the Lord began to show me how as I, I, as I was speaking the word, I was preaching the word. You know what was happening? The Lord gave me a vision. And it was like, you know when you have maybe a closet you have not opened for a long time. And all of a sudden you open the closet and then light enters the closet and cockroaches begin to run helter-skelter. Today, that's how the word is going to be like. Some of you don't know there are some cockroaches hiding in your closets. Today, the word of God is going to be like light. It's going to drive away the cockroaches. It's going to drive away the lizards. God says to speak into somebody's life. And the Lord says that hidden demons are going to be exposed. There are some demons that have been hidden that have been have been eating the blessings of God's people that have been depriving God's people of their blessings but today by the word of the Lord by the light from God's word I see light from the tabernacles of God driving away the darkness driving away the dark clouds of disappointment the dark clouds of discouragement and fear they are going to be driven away in the name of Jesus they are being driven away in the name of Jesus Oh, people, God says to tell you that you are entering your possession by the light of God. The light of God is, is leading you into his tabernacles in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. I want you to lift up your hands. Sing this, sing this song. It is a song you may not be familiar with, but you still sing it. Mama, if you back me. The lion of the tribe of Judah lives in me. He's working inside of me. The lion of the tribe of Judah lives in me. He's working inside. 
tribe of Judah lives in me. It's a simple song, the lion of the tribe of Judah lives in me. He's working inside of me. Of the tribe of Judah lives in me. Oh, he's working inside of me. Of the tribe of Judah lives in me. Oh, he's working inside of me. Of the tribe of Judah lives in me. Join us to sing. He's working inside of the lion. Of the tribe of Judah, listen me. He's working inside the lion. Of the tribe of Judah, listen me. He's working inside. Hold on, hold on. Let, let me give you a, a little. I, I'm so excited about today's service. Let, let me give you a little history behind the song. Or, or what this song did to me. Okay. I discovered this song just before we had the, the crusade at Ophori Crow. Ah. And I'll tell you that it was this song that gave me faith to pray for the lame to walk. Ah. When I realized that, when the song came to me, I realized that the lion of the tribe of Judah lives in me. He's working inside of me. I realized that no. I, no, 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 no. The, the, the lame shall walk. The cripple shall walk. The oppressed shall be set free. Amen. Can I prophesy into your life? The lion of the tribe of Judah lives in you. Amen. The lion of the tribe of Judah is working inside of you. And therefore I came to speak into your life. I came to prophesy into your life. That as the same lion of the tribe of Judah. The root of David. The Bible said that he prevailed. He prevailed in the book of Revelation 5. Oh John was caught up in heaven. And he saw one sitting upon the throne. With a book in his hand. And there was a proclamation in the heavens. Saying that who is worthy to take the book from him that sitting upon the throne. And to lose the seals thereof. And the Bible said that there was none found worthy in heaven and on earth and amongst men to take the scroll from him that seated upon the throne and to lose the seals thereof and the bible told us that everyone began to weep man began to weep the prophet began to weep and as the prophet began to weep the bible said that all of a sudden one of the elders came and touched the prophet and said to the prophet that weep not weep not weep not for behold that lion of the tribe of judah he has prevailed and he has been found worthy to take the book from him that sits upon the throne and to loose the seals thereof ayaka sitapaya i came to announce to somebody today god is wiping away your tears i came to announce to somebody today your tears your days of mourning are ending your days of weeping are ending god is opening a new chapter in your life you are entering your season of rejoicing i came to announce to somebody that behold the lion of the tribe of judah he lives in you he's working inside of you and because of that you shall trample upon serpents and scorpions over all the power of the enemy nothing shall by any means harm you i do not care the ancestral forces every altar that has been raised against you i speak as a servant of god i speak as a prophet of god and i declare them crushed i declare them crushed in the name of jesus the lion of the tribe of judah he lives in us he's working inside, he's working inside of us 
of the tribe of Judah, then send me his working inside of me. Of the tribe of Judah, then send me his working inside of the tribe of Judah, then send me his working inside of the tribe of Judah, then send me. Working inside the light of the tribe of Judah, listen me. He's working with your hands and celebrate the lion of the tribe of Judah. Of the tribe of Judah, listen me. He's working inside the lion of the tribe of Judah, listen me. He's working inside the lion. The tribe of Judah, listen me. He's working inside the lion of the tribe of Judah, listen me. He's working inside the lion of the tribe of Judah, listen me. Oh, he's working inside the lion of the tribe of Judah, listen me. He's working inside the lion of the tribe of Judah, the Sunday. He's working inside the lion of the tribe of Judah, the Sunday. He's working inside. Somebody give the Lord a shout. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't know how. Those are the various branches, the East Legon branch, the Soul Hills branch, the, the Achimota branch, the Alogad Junction Bantama branch, the UK, the US branches, the branches across the nations of the world. I don't know how, but is somebody ready to give the Lord not a shout, but a roar? Is somebody ready to roar? Is somebody ready to roar? prevail in Jesus name you shall overcome in the name of Jesus you shall not weep the prophet said to John the apostle the beloved apostle weep not for behold the lion of the tribe of Judah he had prevailed amen, amen. hallelujah amen. I feel like prophesying oh. <laughs> amen But, 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 tell the person, weep not. Weep not. Turn to somebody, tell the person, stop weeping. Tell another person, stop weeping. Amen. I said so, so strongly. God says, God is telling me to tell some people to stop weeping. Hallelujah. Stop weeping. And, and you know, because God says that because you have prevailed. You have prevailed. You are, you are, you are, you are a lion. You are a lion and you have prevailed. Amen. Amen. You are a lion, you have prevailed. And God says that 
stop weeping. Turn to a person next to you. Tell a person, stop weeping. Stop weeping. Tell another person, stop weeping. Stop weeping. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a mighty clap, friend. You want to take your seats? Shall we pray? Father, in the name of Jesus, we want to thank you so much for the time in your presence. Thank you that we can receive your word. Thank you. Lord, our hearts are ready. Our spirits are ready. We are focused. We are in tune with you, Lord. Let your word come unto us speedily, expressly, clearly. Oh God, confirm your word with signs and wonders and diverse miracles and gifts of your spirit. In Jesus' name, have we pray and all the saints shall say amen. Give the Lord a mighty clap, my friend. Somebody give the Lord a shout. Oh, give the Lord a shout. Amen. I'm charged up. I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. I don't know. I don't know whether somebody's not ready, but I, 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 as a you, are you ready for the word? Are you ready to change? Are you ready to be transformed? As a you, are you ready to move to your next level? <laughs> Can I prophesy to somebody? God says to ask somebody, are you ready to throw a party? Are you ready to throw a party? Because the moment you stop weeping, you start rejoicing. You, you know, when somebody is weeping, there's something. When somebody is weeping, the person enters his room, locks his door, you know, maybe will play some sound so that nobody will hear the person, and then the person begins to weep, isn't it? But when somebody is rejoicing, the person comes out of his or her room, the person uh, dresses white, the person dresses, you know, flamboyantly, and the person invites other people. The person shares food, invites other people to celebrate and to jubilate. Amen. And so the word of the Lord has come that weep not. So if you are going to stop weeping, it means that you are going to start rejoicing. And that's why the Lord is saying that, are you ready to throw a party? Are you ready to rejoice? Are you ready to celebrate? Amen. If you are ready to celebrate, just shout, I celebrate. Shout, I'm ready to rejoice. Shout, I'm excited. Tell, tell the person sitting next to you, ask the person, are, are, you, are you really excited? <laughs> I, I, I feel like maybe some people are not really excited. So, so, you know, so, some people, particularly with Ghanaians, they have a temperament, they don't know how to, some Ghanaians don't know how to express their excitement. Amen. It's not a good, it's not a good thing. Some Ghanaians are too dull and, oh my God. Stiff, like oh, which can't lie be that? Hallelujah, Amen. Wow, give the Lord a mighty clap, friend. Amen. God is ready for us. The angels are ready for us. Let's turn about the book of Second Chronicles, fifteen verse three. Second Chronicles, chapter fifteen verse three. The Bible tells us that um, for a long time Israel was without the true God. Israel was without the priest to teach them and without the law to instruct them. So this scripture tells us something about the state of Israel. And the, the, the condition of Israel at the time, Israel was in a state of deprivation. Israel was in a state of um, distraction. Israel was in bondage and captivity. Israel lacked the presence of God and the power of God and the anointing of God. And then there was a diagnosis about the condition of Israel. The reason why Israel found themselves in that situation was because Israel, the Bible said that Israel was without the true God. Israel was without a priest 
and Israel was without the law. Hallelujah. Israel was without the true God, without the priest, and without the law. And when you look at this scripture, you can see that there were three things that were missing in the life of Israel. The, it says oh, the true God, the priest to teach them, and the law. But there were they had actually the true God. The true God was there. God, where, where, where had, God had not gone anywhere. God was there. The law also was there because the law had been written during the time of Moses. So the law was there. What they lacked was actually the teaching priest. It was the teaching priest that would teach them the law and bring God to them. Amen. So anytime people do not have a teaching priest, the result is that they enter into captivity because they do not have the word of God and God himself. And so the ministry of the teaching priest is so very important. Hallelujah. Amen. The ministry of the teaching priest is so very important. God, when God wants to bless us, he sends to us or he gives us the teaching priest. The teaching priest to teach us the word of God. And when the word of God is taught to us, it communicates God to us. It com- the word of God that is taught to us, that is preached to us, communicates the, the thoughts of God, the wisdom of God, the power of God, the nature of God, and the person of God to us. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And that is why it's important that you have the teaching priest. And I'm excited to announce to you that I'm God's teaching priest to you. <laughs> Amen. You know, it's not, it's not pride. I, I know that I'm the teaching priest. Amen. God called me as a teaching priest. Hallelujah. And I, and I always give God glory. I always give God glory that I can, I can receive his word. Amen. You see, it's not an easy thing to teach the word of God. And it's not an easy thing to always have fresh revelation. To speak to the people of God. It's the grace of God and the mercy of God. Hallelujah. And so, in this month of May, God has given us a word. Turn to a person next to you. Tell a person, God has given us a word. And as your teaching priest, I'm about to deliver the word to you. I, I have overcome the intimidations of the enemy. Satan attempted to, to, to cause me to cower and to cause me to be, you know, you know he, 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 he said that came to me to warn me, you know, water down the message. Don't, don't say everything. You, you have to be careful. I said, no, 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 no. I, I'm coming in the power of Holy Ghost. I'm going to share the word with all boldness. I'm going to, I'm going to uncover and put to flight those little demons that are hindering the people of God. Amen. And when those demons are exposed and they begin to run, they begin to hurry and scurry, <laughs> you shall receive your blessing. Amen. Is somebody ready to receive this or her blessing? Amen. Amen. Let's turn our Bible to the book of Psalm 75, verse 6 to say, I- I'm building up my message. <laughs> I- I- I'm-, I'm-, I'm working it. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Once again, I want to thank God for the various branches and all those connected online. Let's give them a round of applause. Those connected online, those are the various branches. Give yourselves also a round of applause. Amen. The anointing is being transmitted. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Turn to a person next to you. Next to you. The anointing has been transmitted. Hallelujah. Amen. Psalm 75 verse 6 to 7. The Bible says that promotion, let's use the King James, promotion cometh 
neither from the east nor from the west nor from the north from, nor from the south sorry so promotion does not come from the east the west the south and it says in the next verse it says that but god is the judge he put it down one and set it up another god is the judge and the bible says that god is the one that puts one down and he's the one that sets up another that means that he's saying that promotion actually comes from God. Can I tell you something? Promotion does not come from your schemings. And the promotion does not come from the schemings and manipulations and, and strategizing of men. Promotion actually comes from the Lord. Promotion does not necessarily even come from your own hard work and your own efforts and your own striving. Because sometimes you realize that there are some... Have you noticed people who have worked very hard but they have little to account for it? It makes you realize that Charlie, promotion is, it does not just come from your hard work. Promotion does not come from your beauty. Hmm. Amen? Amen. Can, can I share the word? Have you realized that sometimes the people that you thought they should be married, they are not married? And the people that are married, sometimes you, you, you may have thought that they will not be married by now, but they are married. It's letting you see that, Charlie. It's not, there, there's another dynamic behind the success of men. And tonight, uh, today, I want to introduce you to that dynamic. That special dynamic that brings promotion. Are, are you ready for that promotion? Are, are you ready for, for elevation? Are you ready for your next level? Now, let's look at the verse 7 again. It says that, but God is the judge. He put it down one and set it up another. So, so look, at, look, look at the scripture. Let, let's all read it together. Ready, go. So, God is a judge. He puts down one and sets up another. God is what? The judge. Now, anytime you go into a court of law, a judge does not give his rulings arbitrarily. You understand? A judge doesn't just give his rulings, you know, because of how he feels. He gives his rulings based on the law. Do, do you agree with me? He gives his rulings based on the law, based on the constitution, based on certain parameters. So, all a judge does is to is to declare whether somebody is guilty or innocent you know me so so what a judge does is that the judge weighs the evidence when the judge weighs the evidence then the judge now proclaims that this person is guilty or this person is innocent and after the judge has now proclaimed the verdict the judge now goes into the law to find out what what is to be done to the person that is guilty and he reads it out. What is to be done to the person that is innocent? And then the judge reads it out. So when the Bible says that God is the judge and he puts down one and sets up another, he's trying to let us know that God does not just promote arbitrarily. God does not just promote, if I'm, if I'm permitted to use the word, whimsically. God, God doesn't just promote, you know, just because he wants to promote. He looks at certain parameters. He looks at the law and he checks to see whether somebody has conformed to the law. You can, you can liken it to a marking scheme. That when an examiner is trailing or passing somebody, the examiner cannot just trail somebody just like that. That is why there's a provision for, for you call it remarking. You, you get me? An examiner cannot just trail somebody just because he wants to trail the person. 
an examiner, when an examiner, I'm of your examiners, when an examiner is, is or a TA is marking, when the TA is marking, he has the marking, the, the marking scheme by him. So he checked the marking scheme, says that this is the answer. If the person is the answer maybe has five points within it. If the if the if the student is able to give the five points similar to the marking scheme, then the student gets the five points. If in the in the answer is five points, the student gives four out of the five, he gets four points. If it's three, he gets three. If it's two, he gets one. If there's no point, he does, he gets zero. It, it'll be so. So the examiner compares the answers of the students with that of the marking scheme. So in that context, the examiner is like a judge, but he's not an arbitrary judge. He's a judge based, he's judging based on what the marking scheme. <laughs> and it, it shows us that the student also, in a way, he knows that the student can know what to do to pass and what to do to fail. Because before anybody enters the exam hall, the person has also, the person, the student is also giving what? The marking scheme. The student is not giving the marking scheme in, in the, the way the lecturer or the examiner is giving it. But the student, every student you go to a lectures, you are giving answers. You know, be so. The, the, your lecture notes is the answers to the questions. <laughs> are you with me? Your lecture notes is the answers to the questions. No examiner is permitted to examine you without first teaching you. It's not done. <laughs> even, even if an examiner, a question is brought that you were not taught, eh? if you even don't, you are not able to answer it, eh? it's supposed that the others will be able to answer the others and still pass the exam. So once in a while, a tricky question can be introduced, but even if you can't answer that tricky question, it shouldn't cause you to fail your exam. That's true, that's true. <laughs> Is it not true? <laughs> so every student is actually giving the answers before he or she enters the exam room. What it also means, my brother, my sister, I'm coming to a point, I'm working my message. What it also means is that before, a, when a student writes his exam, the student knows whether he'll trail or he'll pass. Even before the results come out. <laughs> As a witness, didn't you know that whether you do well or you not do well? As a person, that paper I went to write, didn't you know you do well or you not do well? Because when you even finish writing and you and you leave the exam room you can still go your the, your, your the notebook is in your bag just outside the exam you can still go and pick it and open it and see whether the what you wrote is the same as the answer in your notebook <laughs> what am i saying what i'm saying is that let's look at the scripture again it says that god is the judge he puts down one and sets up another he puts down one and sets up another after he has compared the results to the marking scheme so what brothers and sisters it means is that there's and like i told you as a student you can know whether you pass your exam or you trail the exam based on what you wrote which is pro proportional or related to how you prepared for the examination based on the notes isn't it so it means brothers and sisters 
I like the way people are looking at me. They are ready for the message. Are you ready for the message? It means, brothers and sisters, using the, using the example of the examiner and the student, it means that the student is the one that predicts or determines his success or his failure. The student is the one that determines his success or his failure. Now, using the scripture, you relating to the scripture also, it means that, let, let's look at the scripture again. Can you please project the scripture again? Psalm 75 verse 7. It means that, brothers, look at me, are you looking at me? Those online, are you looking at me? <laughs> it means that you can act, you are the one that determines whether God will put you down or set you up. <laughs> uh, those of you, I don't know how, how it is over there, but over here, everybody is quiet. That <laughs> didn't shock them. <laughs> Let me take that again. I said that God is the judge and he judges based on the law. He judges just like an examiner marks and awards grades grace based on the marking scheme. And every student, in a way, knows based on the notes how he has read and what he wrote and all that knows whether he will pass or fail the exam so it's the student that determines whether he will pass the exam or fail the exam in the same way from this scripture we are seeing that it is true that we have seen that promotion comes from god and we have seen that for god to promote he judges and when he judges, he puts down one and sets up another. He does that arbitrarily. He doesn't do that based on uh, personal preferences. You know, if God, if God is to set down one and elevate another based on personal preferences, he is not being just. Because time will fail me for you to, for, to enter to teach you what it, what it means. The Bible says that the throne of God is, is founded on justice. God's throne is founded on justice. So everything that God does, eh, he must be just. So if God sets down somebody and promotes another person based on his own preference, he's not being just. And if he's not just, in that moment, he has compromised his very throne. Hmm. So God sets down, puts down one and elevates another based on his principles and that's why i'm saying brothers and sisters that for all of us we can also we are the is god is not the one who determines whether we'll be put down or elevated or promoted we are the determining factor based on what we do there's something you can do and once you do it god will lift you up or elevate you and there's something somebody can do and once the person does it god will bring the person down hmm. and all through this month we are going to be looking at what we can do so that god will lift us up what we can do so that god will promote us is somebody ready to be promoted hallelujah Send to a person that you tell a person I'm ready to be promoted. Hallelujah. So, 
you can see from this scripture and the explanation I've given you that it's not a matter of chance. You get what I'm saying? It's not a matter of chance. And uh, I've always been sharing that people misinterpret favor. You know, misinterpret misinterpret favor to be unmerited. <laughs> to be uh, so the moment they hear unmerited when it comes to favor all of a sudden when when christians hear the word unmerited favor is unmerited access favor is unmerited blessing all of a sudden you know the attitude of christians the moment they hear favor is unmerited access unmerited blessing then all of a sudden christians fold their arms and begin to wait for a certain day of favor to come to them because they think that there's nothing they have to do one day some good will come to them well, Master, you have been waiting, sir. <laughs> oh, Jesus. But, but you see, it's not that definition is a wrong, or, or it's, it's an, let me not say it's wrong, it's an inaccurate definition. It's an, it's an, tell next to you, it's an inaccurate definition. When it comes to favor, it's only salvation that is unmerited. And even that one cry, somebody you must believe. If you don't, so so there are a lot of people who are going to go to hell not because salvation is not available, but because they didn't believe. So you can even see that even salvation, eh, there's something one must do to get to be saved. Or oh, it'll be so. Just that it's very simple. Just believe and confess with your mouth. That's all. But even that one, you must take. A, you must. There must be an act. So favor is not. Is not. Is, is inaccurate. Let me put it that way. It's inaccurate to define favor as unmerited. Hmm. Praise God. Favor is when you when you comply with God's principles by which the heart of God is moved to you, by which the heart of God is opened up to you, so that God releases his blessings in your life. So when the Bible says that God is a judge, he puts down one and he sets up another. Like I said, he does not do that arbitrarily, but he does that based on the individual complying with some requirements. And once the individual has complied with those requirements, God now sets the person down or, or lifts the person up. So in this season, may God promote you in Jesus' name. Amen. May you, may God give to us that which will cause us to be promoted. May we walk in the ways of God by which we shall be promoted. Is somebody ready to be promoted? As a benefit, are you ready to be promoted? Or, or you don't want elevation? Hallelujah. So, our, our prophetic focus for the month of May. By which God is going to elevate us. This is just the introduction. By which God is going to elevate us. So our, our word for this man is the elevation of humility. The elevation of humility. So all through this month, we are going to be exploring the mystery of humility. The uplifting force of humility. <laughs> Do you like the message? Is some people, some, maybe some people may think that I was going to talk the elevation of the power of God. 
or the anointing. All those things are important, but humility. Hmm. You see, when you play snake, snakes and ladders, I've never played snakes and ladders before. Oh, this kind of generation, they don't play snakes and ladders. This, this kind of generation, they don't play snakes and ladders. And they don't play, oh, this guy, they don't play snakes and ladders. <laughs> but anyway, our generation used to play Ludo and snakes and ladders. We didn't have tablets and those things. <laughs> now, if, if you have played, as a witness, you do, your generation, did you play snakes and ladders? <laughs> we, we need to know. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, if you've played the game Snakes and Ladders, I trust that we have, we all have. You see that there are some, the, 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 the whole mission of, or the whole goal of Snakes and Ladders is to get to the top. Let's say the top point, 100. You know, it's in points. It's, all the cubes are labeled. I think, I don't, but up to, let's say, 100. So when you get to 100, then you, are, you have been crowned. You have been elevated. So that's the, that's the whole game of Snakes and Ladders, to get to 100, to move from 0 to 100. Now, in that journey of getting to 100, where you are elevated and promoted, there are certain traps and potholes. And there are also certain ladders that can lift you up quickly. There are some ladders that can lift you up quickly. There are some snakes that can bring you down also. So, in the game Snakes and Ladders, there's a certain way you can go. You can go a way where you move step by step from one to two to three to four to five. You move step by step by step by step by step. And in that process, possibly escape all the snakes and also escape all the ladders. Isn't it? Now, there's also a way you can move such that, do you know that there's a ladder? You can start the journey and you get to two and move to 99. <laughs> There's a ladder that can move you from now. As soon as you start the journey, quickly you get to 99. But there's also a snake that can bring you down from 99 back to 2. <laughs> and then across the competition, there are some snakes that can bring you down to a lower level there are some ladders that can take you up to another level but the ultimate ladder that can move you up from two to death but there's an ultimate ladder that can move you from two to 99 brothers and sisters that game is like the game of life in the game of life humility is what will take you to the top in the game of life pride can also bring you down to the lowest Somebody can get to the top and be brought down by pride. Somebody can also be at the lowest level and quickly be promoted because of his humility. And in that context, you can see that it is favor, isn't it? Is it not favor for somebody to move from 2 to 99? It is favor, but like I'm saying, what is it that can cause the person to get that kind of favor? To, to be lifted from 2 to 99. That is what we are talking about this man. Humility. Humility is what can lift you from 2 to 99. Let's look at James 4 verse 10. Can you please project for me James chapter 4 verse 10. Look at what it says. It says that, Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall do what? He shall lift you up. 
humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and shall lift you up. Now, you know, I started by saying that the student is the one that can predict his success or his failure. And then I also mentioned that you are the one that can determine whether God will promote you or bring you down. And so, it made me realize, the Lord gave me an understanding that what it means is that you can, you can know and you, you can choose and you also have to choose the path of humility. Listen, brothers and sisters, you see, when we talk about humility, sometimes people think that to be humble means that, oh, you don't say you are humble or don't think that you are humble. No. God has given us his word and in his word he has shown us what you can do that shows that you are humble hmm. are you with me or uh, when you have faith, Joshua said that what God, God speaking through Joshua said that what behold I've said before you life and death choose life that you may live isn't it so in every decision you are making it's a decision of life or death it's a decision of humility or pride so you must be able to know when you are faced with a choice, when you come to the crossroads, you must be able to know from the word of God that if I take right, it's the path of humility that will take me to the top. So then you purpose in yourself that let me take the path of humility. So brothers and sisters, the word of God is coming to us to make us know that the path of humility is not mystical. Okay. The path of humility is not... Um, it's not arbitrary. The path of humility is not a game of chance. You can know that you are being humble. Oh, I don't know whether somebody is being blessed. You can know that you are being humble. And then you can also know that you are being proud. Because that's why I started by saying that when you go and write the exam, when you write the answer, you know whether this answer is wrong or right. You know it. And you know that, oh, this answer that you have written is correct. Therefore, you are going to get the five marks. It's wrong. Therefore, question one, you know that question one, you get zero. <laughs> Amen. So you can know that ah, in this particular area, I, I made a decision out of pride. It's a prideful choice. And you can know that in this particular area, I made a humble choice and because I made a humble choice I'm going to be elevated brothers and sisters the ways of God are not mystical they are not mysterious and that is why I started by telling you that I'm the teaching priest to you no but oh you <laughs> when, when I when I stand and I say that I'm the teaching priest do you know I'm being humble when I say I'm the teacher, I'm being humble because I am recognizing who God has made me. Do you know that if you don't recognize who God has made you, you are proud. You see, a lot of people, let me tell you, a lot of people are working. That's why, that's why God has sent me to you as your teaching priest to, 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 to expound to you the dynamics of humility. It is humility to accept what God says about you. If God says that you are rich and you say that you are poor, let me tell you something. You are proud, proud in saying that you are poor. Because God has said that you are rich. And you are saying that you are poor. You are telling God that you know more than God. God says to tell somebody that you are healed and then you say that you are sick. You are proud. 
anything you say contrary to the word of God is prideful. It's not humility. It's not humility. Do you know that? Do you know that when some people go like, oh, uh, uh, some people go like, they can't do it, they can't do it, they can't. Let me tell you, anytime you say you can't do something, something that God has called you to do, God is asking. Anytime you say you can't do something that your pastor is asking to do, you are being proud. Uh, oh, can, can I can I preach it like I'm can I preach it like I'm feeling it? You're being proud. You're being proud. Your pastor says that start a cell. You say that you can't start a cell. You're being proud. They say lead prayer. You say you can't lead prayer. You are shy. You are proud. <laughs> As a parent, have you been proud before? Ask the other person, have you been proud in the house of God before? Hallelujah. Amen. So, I'm God's teaching priest to you. You know, as I'm saying that I'm God's teaching priest to you, you know, it's like the angels are clapping. The angels are giving me thanks. <laughs> Amen. Listen, heaven is excited about the message I'm sharing, sharing to you. Maybe you're maybe you not excited about it, but heaven is excited. Hallelujah. So brothers and sisters, I need you to understand that the path of humility is not a mystical path. It's a, it's a, it's a definite, accurate path. And all through the scriptures, we, we can see, we can see all through the scriptures, it shows us the path of humility, the path of pride, the path of humility, the path of pride. So every time, anytime you, you are faced with a certain choice or a certain decision, you can say that in this decision, I want to be humble. And when you say it like that and you do it, you are humble because it's the path, isn't it? It's the path revealed in the word of God. It's a path of humility. And then once you take it, you know that God is going to elevate you. So you can go to God. God is the judge and tell God that God, you are the judge. I'll be humble by going this way that you asked me to go. Therefore, Lord, elevate me. When you say that, you are not being proud. You are not being proud. Hallelujah. Because like, you see, it's the law. You are, you, are, you are being lawful. And the word of God is replete with so many examples and instances of what it means to be proud and what it means to be humble. In the, in the lives of pe the people of God or the saints in the, in the scriptures, we can see what it means to be proud and what it means to be humble. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You know, one day the Lord, you know, the Lord came to me to go full-time ministry. And then when the Lord came to me to go full-time ministry, I remember, I think I was talking to a certain brother, you know, and that's why it's important that important sometimes even Christian brothers can give wrong advice. You know, even when Jesus, Jesus told uh, Peter, Peter, Peter rebuked Jesus. When Jesus told Peter that I'm going to die on the cross, Peter said, hey, master, 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 man, casa, man, casa. <laughs> and Jesus told Peter, well, get deep behind me, Satan. So, you know, a brother said to me that, oh, you know, by the grace of God, the job I, 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 I have, I'm any good money, so I can, I, I should continue working, and then the, the good money I'm getting, I can bring it for the work of the ministry. 
Hmm. You see, it sounds like good advice. It's you. So continue working, get the money, you are faithful, bring the money for the work of the ministry. But when I went to the Lord, you know the Lord, you know what the Lord told me? The Lord told me that this is what the Lord told me. Can I tell you what the Lord? Let me, let me say it because maybe for some people, what the Lord told me, maybe God is telling you also. <laughs> this is what the Lord told me. The Lord told me that he doesn't need my money on the altar. He needs my very life on the altar. You see, you see, that, that's why I said that this generation, this generation sings songs they don't understand. You know, the, um, I am your worship. Receive, you see, the, you see this generation. Receive this living sacrifice. Then they are lying on the floor and they are, they are crying and they are rolling. Receive this living sacrifice. I am your worship. I accept this living sacrifice. Master. Leave me at the altar, Master. God is not interested in your money. God wants your life on the altar. Put your life on the altar. Singing that song, receive it. I am your worship. I'm the sacrifice. Be the sacrifice. Your life, not your money. Your life itself. God wants it. Can, 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 I, can I continue the message? <laughs> so, do, so when the Lord, I like it. So when the Lord said that to me, can I tell you something? My decision to resign and to go full time, to lay my life itself on the altar was a decision of humility. Anytime you walk in obedience to God, to his word, to his will, you are being humble. And when you do that, God promotes you. Amen. God promotes you. Hallelujah. Somebody give the Lord a clap offering. Give the Lord a mighty clap offering. So look at what he says. He says that humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he shall do what? He shall lift you up. Let's look at 1 Peter 5 verse 6. 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 6. Amen. Praise the Lord. Look at what he says. He says, humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God that he may what exalt you in due time. I, you know, can I, can I tell you something? I sense strongly that there's a certain exaltation that is due us. It's due us as individuals, as a people, as a church. I sense strongly that there's a certain exaltation that is due us. And God is going to bring that exaltation. Amen. Are you ready for that exaltation? Listen, God, let, God is, listen, let, uh, can I speak the word of God? God is about to exalt me. <laughs> you see, I'm not being proud. God is about to exalt me. God is about to exalt you also. And God is about to exalt us as a church also. And I believe strongly that that's why God is teaching us humility. Because sometimes, because number one, for God to 
exalt you, you must first be humble. And then after God has exalted you, you must continue to be humble. Because when you look through scripture, there were people that were exalted. But like I told you, after exaltation, there's still in the game snake and ladders, there's still a serpent over there that can cause somebody to come down. So when somebody is exalted and the person has reached the level of exaltation and forgets the basics of humility, brothers and sisters, the person will be brought low. So God is going to exalt us, but God wants to, listen, God wants to solidify us because the temptation of pride will come. So that when the temptation of pride comes, we have already been immunized with humility. We have been fortified with humility so that we can still walk in humility. Hmm. Do, do you like that message? Yes. Do you, do you love the message? Are you ready to walk in humility? Yes, <laughs> Praise God. Say, so humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God that he may do what? He may exalt you in due time. He may exalt you in due time. May the Lord exalt us in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Proverbs 16 verse 5. Proverbs 16 verse 5. Are you ready to be exalted? Are you ready to be exalted? Look at what it says. It says that. Let's all read it together. Those across the branches over here. Ready go. Everyone that is proud in his heart. Is an abomination to the Lord. Though hand join in hand. He shall not be unpunished. Hmm. Hmm. So you can see that he said that though hand Johnny, he shall not be unpunished. That means that the proud will be punished. He said, though hand Johnny hand, it means that no matter the negotiations and the pleadings, still pride Hallelujah. He said that everyone that is proud in his heart, Bible said that word is an abomination to the Lord. When you look at the scripture, what it means is that you know what it means to be an abomination to the Lord. The first person who has been an abomination to the Lord is Lucifer, Satan. Satan was the first person who was, his heart was filled with pride that he wanted to overthrow God himself. He wanted to overthrow God himself. Is that not pride? He wanted to overthrow God himself and he became an ambassador that he was cast down. And he became, he was the first person who became an abomination. He, was, he became the serpent. You see, that's why he wants to pull everybody down. The serpent. He was cast down. 
Now, when the Bible says that every man that is proud in heart is an abomination to the Lord, let me show you what it means. And I was explaining to some of the branches that what it means, brothers and sisters, is that anytime somebody is proud, anytime someone is proud, anytime some hint of pride enters somebody's heart, anytime a flash of pride permeates somebody's heart, let me show you what it does. When God sees the person, God sees Lucifer. As soon as somebody is proud, when God looks at the person, the person becomes an abomination to God. Because the person, as soon as God sees somebody who is proud, God sees Lucifer, Satan in the person. And the person reminds God of when Satan wanted to rebel and take God's own throne. In real life, haven't you seen somebody that somebody somebody where they bore you, then you see another person who looks like the person or who has the same name? You know, if, if someone annoys you and you see someone who looks like the person who annoys you, do you realize that the same annoyance you have, you, you extend it towards the person? It's like when someone who annoys you, the way you if you see the person you bore, as soon as you see someone who looks like the person, no, then you bore just like that. <laughs> Like, like if, like somebody, like someone, someone has broken your heart, and you, you, you meet another lady who looks like he, hey. maybe a lady has broken your heart, or a guy has broken your heart, and then you meet another guy who looks like, her, or a lady who looks like that. You see that, ah, then you remember, ah, this day, this girl looks like the girl that broke it. Ah, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. Then, then, then you, you want to bring vengeance on that person, on the innocent person. Master, if you are proud, you begin to look like Lucifer. And then you become an abomination to the Lord. And then you be cast down. Someone say, help me, Jesus. Someone say, mercy on me, Jesus. Amen. Give the Lord a clap, offering. I want to encourage us all through this month. The, the topic of pride and humility is very extensive. Amen. It's very extensive and it's, um, there's so much to talk about it. But I've already started it, treating it on morning dew uh, last week. And then this coming week, I'm, I'm talking about manifestations of pride. I want you to connect our to morning dew. I want you to read the transcripts, read the summary flyers. They are, they are for your good. It's you see, it's like the marking schema. You see, when, when they post the morning dew flyer, manifestation of pride. You know, this week I've thought, what are some of the manifestations of pride? This week I've thought of manifestations of pride. You see, it's like you see, you, you didn't come to class where they were teaching. But the exam will come. <laughs> that day. When you are in the exam room, say that, oh, they didn't teach me. You hold them. When the exam comes, you begin to ask that, ah, was I in class? Well, did I connect to morning? Did I read the, the flyer? Because, because the exam will come. And when the exam comes and somebody goes like, oh, the, my, my, someone, someone goes like, oh, my teaching priest didn't teach you. The flyer is there. Hello. <laughs> the flyer is there. It's there. But the flyers are the marking scheme. 
the marking scheme of life. So I'll be teaching on manifestations of pride. Then after that, I'm going to teach on manifestations of humility. Praise the Lord. So that you, you, you notice these things and you walk in these truths. Give the Lord a clap of friend. Oh, somebody give the Lord a mighty clap of friend. Let, let's quickly go through the book at Neza from Daniel chapter 4. I want us to read it together. Or maybe I'll read it, but we'll project it on the screen. I'm going to read the whole chapter of Daniel 4, and then we close. It's about 37 verses. God will help us. Amen. But are, are you ready for the elevation? Are you ready for the humility? Amen. Let, let me tell you, before I go into the Daniel 4, let me show you. This, this topic of humility, it came to me through a vision. About two weeks ago, on a Sunday, I had a vision. And in a vision, it was about two, maybe right now about three or four weeks ago. In a vision, a senior man of God came to visit me. And when he came to visit me, he was sitting in the hall. And then we're talking and having fellowship. And then after that, he asked to use the washroom. He asked to use my washroom. So I, 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 I sent him to, the, I showed him where the washroom is. But in the vision, I was thinking to myself that, hey, this person must be very humble to decide to, number one, come and visit me. Number two, decide to use the washroom. He must be very humble because all of us, if you go and visit somebody and the person is not your colleague, you not like to use the washroom like that. It, it not be so. You like to, unless it's very critical, but otherwise if it's just to use, to pass out water, you, you just like to keep it to yourself. You, you get me? So in, in, the, in the vision, that was the understanding that the Lord gave me that because in the vision I was also asking when he came to visit me I was asking as I was talking with him and I was asking I was just maintaining that no once he has come to visit me I have to receive some impartation what grace impartation can I receive from him so I was thinking about it in the vision and then also the thought was also coming that he must be humble but I didn't connect it that the grace I should receive from him is humility so the next day I sent him a message because I had a vision of him I sent him a message so when I sent him a message he told me that oh he's outside the country and that he'll be coming this week. You'll be, that was the time I was sending. You'll be returning this week. So I was about to send him a message that, oh, when he comes, I want to come and visit him. But before I sent him that message, he sent me a message that, oh, when he comes, he'll come and visit me. <laughs> and then I was still meditating on it. And then the Lord told me that humility, humility is a key. Humility is the key to upwards. Humility is the key to elevation. Humility is the key. Humility is the key. And so I began to ask the Lord, the Lord, show me in my life areas that I'm proud. <laughs> show me in my life areas that I'm proud. I was praying about it. Lord, show me. Because, see, God, God would only exalt those who are humble. Master, and, and let me tell you something. We thank God for prayer. We thank God for fasting. We thank God for, let me tell you, we even thank God for diligence in the house of God and serving in the house of God. All those things are ladders. But the swiftest and the fastest ladder is the ladder of humility. Prayer is a ladder, I'm telling you. And it can move you to another level. Fasting is a ladder. Seed sowing is a ladder. Coming to church early is a ladder. All those things are ladders. They can move you to different levels. But the, the swiftest, quickest ladder that will move you to the top. 
there. My, my technical guys have shown me the, uh, this thing. The swiftest and the quickest ladder that will move you to the top is a ladder of humility. Is a ladder of humility. Hallelujah. Please show me the snakes and ladders again. So you can see there's a ladder that will, can move you to 1 to 38. Maybe that one is prayer. This one too is a ladder. You can move from here to 14. 4 to 14. That one, maybe it can be fasting. Another one too can be coming to church early. Another one too can be being in the choir. All those things are ladders. But you know, diligence too is a ladder. But this one doesn't show. But there's a ladder from 2 to 99. 2 to 99. That one is the ladder of humility. There are, there are also snakes that can bring you down. There are some snakes that can bring people down. And, and when you, when you like last week I taught on manifestation of pride. One of the snakes, people, that's what I'm saying. That, so all these things I'm teaching, I'm teaching manifestations of pride. I'm, I'm showing you the snakes. And after that I said, I'll teach you manifestations of humility. I'm showing you the ladder so that you can identify it. One of the snakes is independence. It's a snake. It's, it brings people down. Another, another manifestation of pride is ingratitude. You see, you, you may think that it's not a, it's not, uh, you don't, you are not giving thanks. You are not giving God thanks and thanking people who also help you. You may think that, oh, it's, it's nothing. Master, somebody does, somebody has, someone has helped you. Someone has done you good. Someone held you by the hand, took you to your next level. You are not thanking the person. You have not opened your mouth to act. You see, some people have a problem with publicly acknowledging people. But master, if you can't publicly acknowledge people who have helped you, a serpent has bitten you and you are coming down. A serpent has you, you should be, you should be bold enough to publicly acknowledge those who have been of help to you. If, you, if not, eh, a serpent has bitten you, you are coming down. But when you can publicly acknowledge the person who has helped you. I thought another manifestation of pride is not giving God the credit. We saw it Herod. You know, when Herod, he, he, he spoke, the people were like, oh, this is the voice of a God. This is the voice of a God. And when they say this is the voice of a God, they do say, yeah, it's, it's, it's true, it's true. You're right, you're right. You're right. But all of a sudden, an angel struck him, and he died. Because the Bible that he did not give God the credit. So sometimes, eh, when the language that we are brought up to use, eh, it's a good thing. Our fathers, our elders trained as well. When you have been acknowledged, they say, oh yes, it's by the grace of God. It's, it's humility to give God the credit. Wow, you got a new job by the grace of God. Wow, you are looking beautiful by the grace of God. Wow, by the grace of God. Amen. You know, recently I just I, I just listened to an interview, a medical a medical student in, in University of Ghana. I think there are six there are 22 awards and he got 16. At UCC. He got 16 of the awards. So I think it wasn't Delamundi was interviewing. And I, I listened to the conversation. And when you listen, he was like, Oh, it's by the grace of God. By the grace of he that's humility by the grace of God. You see, another person may, may not have said, oh, um, you know, I, I, I stayed up night. Another person may have gone like, oh, um, said, oh so you, you got 16 awards. How did you do it? Oh, 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 have you forgotten the heights my great men, rich and kept, were not attained by sudden flight, but they, while their companions slept, 
were toiling upwards in the night. That was what I did. As my companions were sleeping, I was toiling upwards. He said, he said dog, dog, plenty dog. Plenty dog. Plenty dog. You see, we are not, we are not disputing the fact that he worked hard. But before, before going to talk about, and we are not disputing the fact that they had, they while their companions slept, were totally oppressed in the night. We are not disputing. You get what I'm saying? But before you start, you were totally oppressed in the night. Just give God the credit. So you can start, oh, by the grace, God helped by the grace of God. And when I listen to him, I think, I, you know, he acknowledged his parents also. He acknowledged God. He acknowledged his parents. And when you look, when you listen to him, he didn't, you know, he said something. They, they asked him that, oh, did he think you get all there was? It was like, oh, he knew that he was like, he knew that he would do well. And he, he would not have been surprised if other people had also gotten the awards. But well, he, he got the awards. You see, that's, that's, so, so in that, in, in that interview, let me tell you something. In that interview, he spoke words of humility. And by his speaking words of humility, God will continue to elevate him. But in, in that interview, another that's what I'm showing you that there's a marking scheme, Massa. There's a marking scheme. In that interview, another person could have made a mistake and been and would have been proudful or prideful. And the result is that God will bring the person down. So there's a it's a method. Life is a method, life is not a game of chance. Life is a method. It's a method. Success is a method. You can take the method and you can know that sure banker. You see, because if we live, if we live in doubt, it's dangerous to live your life in doubt, isn't it? It's dangerous to live a life of uncertainty. It's dangerous to live a life of you know of imprecision, like you are not sure. You are doing something, you don't know whether it will work or not. No, you must know that it will work. And God has given us his law. His law is the marking scheme. It will work. Do this. This will happen. It's a method. It's a method. Somebody says it's a method. If you have been blessed, just, just give the Lord a mighty clap of friend. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's quickly go through Daniel 4. Using the, let's use a New Living Translation. Let's do it quickly so we can close. Daniel 4, New Living Translation. The Bible says that King Nebuchadnezzar sent this message to the people of every race and nation and language throughout the world. Peace and prosperity to you. He says that now at that time, Babylon was the greatest empire at the time. So Nebuchadnezzar was a, was in, in, in worldly, he was a king. He was a Ogboro at the time. Now, verse, he says, I want you all to know about the miraculous signs and wonders the Most High God has performed for me after his trial. He is now, you see, he's now acknowledging God. He said, what has performed for me? How great are his signs? How wonderful his wonders? His kingdom will last forever. His rule through all generations. Look at what he says. I, Nebuchadnezzar, was living in, he says, he was living in his palace in comfort and prosperity. He said, but one night he had a dream that frightened him. He said, I, he said, he saw visions that terrified him as he lay in his bed. So, he issued an order calling in all the wise men of Babylon so they could tell him what his dream meant. When all the magicians, enchanters, astrologers, and fortune tellers came in, he said he told them the dream, but they could not tell him what it meant. Verse 8. At last, Daniel. Someone say, at last. Today is like your at last. Just as Daniel came to Nebuchadnezzar, God has sent me the teaching priest to you to, to bring you the word of God so that you can be elevated and promoted. 
so that you can escape the serpents and the snakes the potholes and the loopholes the traps of the enemy so that you can climb the ladder of humility can somebody thank god for the month of may oh do you really believe that it's your month of elevation are you going to connect to morning dew and listen to manifestations of pride as another person will you get the marking scheme last week the marking scheme was released it's, it's on the whatsapp pages the marking scheme man, was released this week tomorrow will be released next week tomorrow will be released next two weeks tomorrow will be released what did I mention? because such a new ebeba such a new ebeba 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 so but you know that just but you know life is very interesting all that they are sweating about let me just say this i believe god wants somebody to hear this oh why people are there somewhere they don't know when they are sweating it you know that all that they are sweating about before they enter the exam which was in their hand <laughs> just before they enter it will not be so wasn't their hand out in their hand <laughs> before they enter the exam room they hand out the answer was in their hand but then they went into the exam room to sweat hey but let me tell you something this one eh this one is, is not is not classroom examination. This examination of life. The markings, the marking scheme I've been giving as your teaching priest is marking scheme from heaven to help you pass the examinations of life. And let me tell you something that life, and sometimes there are some exam, there are some examine, there are some life tests. Sometimes one can reset, but there are some some that there's no chance for reset. I'm telling you. There are some mistakes that people make here. You know, there are some mistakes some people make here, like marrying the wrong person. You can't change it. You have to endure to the end. There are some mistakes here. You can reset. But there are some, there are some also where it is, it is the cross you must carry for your life. There's no no turning back. No turning. So if I'm teaching you, I'm giving you the marking scheme. You know, just just two days ago, today Sunday, Saturday, I was, I made my mommy listen to a message. I was listening to a message by Mike, Dr. Mike Meadow, and he said something. He spoke about the greatest advice he has ever received. The greatest advice he, had, he, had, he has ever received, he received from his father. He said his father his father lived for 99 years. His, he said his father, his, every day his father could pray for, he, every day he saw his father pray every day for, for minimum of four hours a day. And he said the greatest advice he has ever received, the advice from his father, his father told him, always listen to the voice of the spirit. Never disobey the voice of the spirit. And he said when he was 19, he said there was a, there was a girl he loved or he liked in Bible school. He loved the girl so much. And he said when he went to the prayer room to pray and then God told him that don't marry the girl. 
So he was he was in a relationship with a girl. Then he said he went. So when God told him that he should marry the girl, he went to see the girl after and God he told the girl that God spoke to me that I shouldn't marry. And he said it pained him. He, he was broken. And he told the girl, God told me I shouldn't marry, you shouldn't marry her. Then he said that do you know what happened? After he had gone to tell the girl what God told him. Three weeks after he went back to be reconciled to the girl. Because they laugh. And then he and then he married the girl. He, might, he said he was married to the girl, Mike Medock. I'll, I'll share the message with Mike Medock. He said he was married to the lady. He met him, but that lady he met in Bible school for 13 years. He said the first eight years was heaven on, on earth. He said the next five years, he experienced unspeakable pain, unimaginable pain. Eventually, it ended up in, a, in divorce. He said that the, 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 and it was the girl and the girl entered into other was sleeping with other people. He said even eventually the girl married three more other men. He said by the 13th year he, he had they went to court. He had to, they had to divorce. He said when he he said he was he was broken. He he I mean he he, he divorced at age 33. He married at I think 19 by 33. <laughs> You know what happened to him? He said when he came out of the court, at age 33, he was divorced. He came out of the court. He, he spoke to the Lord, the Lord, why all this? And then God told him, he said, then the Spirit of God told him, this is the price for disobedience. The price for disobedience. Because God told him, don't marry the lady. But he said he was, he said he was full of love for the lady. He said the lady could make him laugh. He said he, he, has ne- he had never fallen in love before. This was the first lady he fell in love with. He said there was no one like this lady. And you know, you know what? He met the girl in Bible school. But do you know that, do you know that it was pride for him to disobey the, the leading of the spirit? And then the Lord told him, there's a price for disobedience. <laughs> so I'm saying that, uh, the, the, see, so I'm telling you that the market scheme made him mamu. In such a, in such a new it can be easy or it can be difficult if you just listen to the market scheme, receive the message, receive the notes meditate upon them meditate upon them so much meditate on them the words man, what are manifestations of pride manifestation of humility meditate upon them so much that they become a part of your consciousness so that you do it in it's a reflex action you understand so that as soon as you are walking you are walking as soon as you, you are moving in life as soon as you see a manifestation of pride no, all of a sudden the alarm bell starts ringing ping, 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 ping. but if you don't have the word in you where the manifestation of pride will come and no alarm will start ringing. But if you have meditated on the morning dew flyers, if you have posted them on your status, if you have read them, they have entered your heart. When the test comes, you see that the alarm bells will start ringing, 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 ringing. Or when an opportunity of humility comes, you see that then you will be alerted because it's in you. You'll be alerted quickly. Ha! There's a blessing. This is an opportunity to be humble. 
And if I'm going to be humbled by, if I'm going to take this opportunity of humility, I'm going to be promoted. Then you take it and you are promoted. Let's go on. Today I've taken a bit of your time, but you need it. I many believe you need it. This is, see, this is better than the two-hour movie you are going to watch after, after service today. This message I'm giving you is better than, than after service when after service you go home and you go and eat that omutuo. It's better than that. That omutuo you are going to eat. It's better. It's better than the boys boys you are going to hang around with and talk with. It's better than that man you match are going to watch. Now, now, verse Daniel 4, he says that, verse 8, he says, at last, that's what I, all this I said because at last, May has come to bring us this message. At last, Daniel came in before, before him and I told him the dream. He was named Belteshazzar after his God and the spirit of the Holy God is in him. He said to him, Belteshazzar, chief of the magicians, said, I know that the spirit of the Holy God is in you and that no mystery is too great for you to solve. Now tell me what my dream means. Now he goes on to tell him the dream. He says that while he was lying in his bed, this is what he dreamed. He said he saw a large tree in the middle of the earth. The tree grew very tall and strong, reaching high into the heavens for all the world to see. He said it had fresh green leaves and it was loaded with fruit for all to eat. Wild animals lived in its shade and birds nest in its branches. All the world was fed from this tree. He said then as he, was, as he lay there dreaming, he saw a messenger, a holy one coming down from heaven. The messenger shouted, cut down the tree and lop off its branches, shake off its leaves and scatter its fruit, chase the wild animals from its shade and the birds from its branches, but leave the stamp and the roots in the ground, bound with a band of iron and bronze and surrounded by tender grass. Now let him be drenched with the dew of heaven and let him live with the wild animals among the plants of the field. For seven periods of time, let him have the mind of a wild animal instead of the mind of a human. For this has been decreed by the, by the messengers. It is commanded by the holy ones so that everyone may know that the most high rules over the kingdoms of the world. He gives them to anyone he chooses, even to the lowliest of people. That's the humblest of people. Now this verse, I want to read it in the, in the King James because it uses a certain word which I will not explain but now because of time. But look at what it says. Now from verse 17. Verse 17. This matter is by the decree of the watches and the demand by the word of the holy one there are some there are some angelic beings called watches and this matter it was by the decree of the watches another day we'll talk about the watches but there are another rank high ranking angels so so i'm just teaching that when it comes to the matter of pride it is when it comes to them you see just like just like how you know in in the in the in the in the legal system the court system we have different levels of courts isn't it we have um we have a tribunal we have magistrate courts we have circuit courts we have high courts we have appeal courts that we have supreme courts you know so so there are some matters that have to be sent the matters can't be handled at tribunal they have to be there are some issues and they have to be sent straight to the supreme court let me tell you something, brothers. When it comes to matters of pride, it, is, it goes to the Supreme Court. 
it goes to the watches. No, how, how, how often do you see this phrase? This is a matter by the decree of the watches. That's what I'm saying. That time we film me to talk about the watches, but they are one of the they are a high-ranking angels. And I'm saying that when it comes to issues of pride, it is it is settled by the watches. When, when it when it comes to pride, the, the matter is, is not angels that is not the is is the, the, the your 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 script is brought to the watches. That the ones I'm not BB, Pacho, men man wa asem ako watches no. Make you sure say unye BB, eh 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 now usem adru watches no. Don't let your matter get to the watches. Why? Don't let your matter get to the watches. Let's go back to NLT. So, let's go to verse 18. Now, Daniel is now Daniel is telling him, oh, sorry, they say, Belteshazzar, that was the dream, he said, Belteshazzar, that was the dream that I, Kinebuchadnezzar, had. He said, now tell me what it means, for none of the wise men of my kingdom can do so, but you can tell me because the spirit of the Holy Ghost is in you. You see, the reason why when it comes to issues of pride, it goes to the watches. It's because, let me just give you a scripture. The Lord just gave me a scripture right now. It says that, look at what the Bible says. It says that God resists the proud. So, there are some resistance you get from demons. There are some resistance you get from human beings. There's some resistance you can get from the altars from your father's house and your mother's house. But there's some resistance that is not any of this one. It's God himself. There are some people, it's God himself resisting them. There are some people that is God Himself resisting them, and that's what the Bible says. God, God Himself resists the proud. Watches no Patrol. Watches no. I mean, I'll bet me a patrol now. Let's go to verse 19. Look at what the Bible says. It says, Upon hearing this, Daniel, also known as Belteshazzar, look at what happened to Daniel. He says he was overcome for a time. Come. Yeah, he was overcome for a time, frightened by the meaning of the dream. Then the king said to him, Belteshazzar, don't be alarmed by the dream and what it means. Belteshazzar replied, he said, I wish the events foreshadowed in this dream would happen to your enemies, my lord, and not to you. Then he goes on to explain, the tree you saw was growing very tall and strong, reaching high into the heavens for all the world to see. It had fresh green leaves and was loaded with fruit for all to eat. Wild animals lived in its shade and birds nested in its branches. That tree, your majesty, is you. For you have grown strong and great. Your greatness reaches up to heaven and your rule to the ends of the earth. Then you saw a messenger, a holy one, coming down from heaven and saying, that was the watchers, saying, cut down the tree and destroy it. But leave the stump and the roots in the ground, bound with a band of iron and bronze, and surrounded by tender grass. Let him be drenched with the dew of heaven. Let him live with the animals of the field for seven periods of time. 
This is what the dream means, your majesty. And what the Most High has declared will happen to my Lord, the King. You will be driven from human society. And you live in the fields with the wild animals. You eat grass like a cow. And you will be drenched with the dew of heaven. Seven periods of time will pass while you live this way. Until you learn that the Most High rules over the kingdoms of the world. And gives them to anyone he chooses. But the stump and roots of the tree were left in the ground. This means that you receive your kingdom back again. When you have learned that heaven rules. May you learn that heaven rules in your affairs. Now look at verse 27. King Nebuchadnezzar, this is Daniel speaking. Please accept my advice. Stop sinning and do what is right. Break from your wicked past and be merciful to the poor. Perhaps then you will continue to prosper. Verse 28 says that, but all these things did happen to King Nebuchadnezzar. You know why? He didn't listen to the prophet Daniel. He had a dream. He didn't listen to his teaching priests. And it happened to him. Hallelujah. Now look at it. It says that, but all these things did happen to Kinebuchadnezzar. Twelve months later, see, he forgot. You see, I'm teaching money to you. Maybe twelve months later. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Those, those are the various branches. It's like God branch, so so to Machimota, um, Aloga Junction, Bantama, you know, Greja over here, the various branches. All like, listen though, I'm teaching you these things. Some months later, the test shall come. <laughs> he says, 12 months later, look at what happened. He was taking a walk on the flat roof of the royal palace in Babylon. As he looked out across the city, he said, Look at this great city of Babylon. Look at what he said. He said, by his own mighty power, he has built this beautiful city as his royal re residence to display his majestic splendor. He says that while these words were still in his mouth, a voice called down from heaven, Oh, King Nebuchadnezzar, this message is for you. You are no longer ruler of this kingdom. You'll be driven from human society. You live in the fields with the wild animals and you eat grass like a cow. Seven periods of time, will pass while you live this way until you learn that the most high rules over the kingdoms of the world and gives them to anyone he, cho he chooses. It says that that same hour the judgment was fulfilled and the book Nebuchadnezzar was driven from human society. He ate grass like a cow and he was drenched with the dew of heaven. He lived this way until his hair was as long as eagle's feathers and his nails were like bird's claws. After this time had passed, he said that Nebuchadnezzar, he said he looked up to heaven. Look at what he said. He said, his sanity returned. But may you not lose your sanity. You get me? Don't lose your sanity. Don't lose the sanity, your sanity of humility. 
That means pride is madness. Pride is insanity. Hmm. He said his sanity returned and he prays and worship the most high and under the one who lives forever. His rule is everlasting and his kingdom is eternal. He says all the people of the earth are nothing compared to him. He does as he pleases among the angels of heaven and among the people of the earth. No one can stop him or say to him, what do you mean by doing these things? He said when his sanity returned to him, so did his honor and glory and kingdom. His advisors and nobles sought him out and he was restored as head of his kingdom with even greater honor than before. Verse 37. Now he said, Now I in the book and praise and glorify and honor the king of heaven. All his acts are just and true and he is able to humble the proud. Brothers and sisters, the message of humility is a lot. See that God is able to humble the proud. But you know that the scripture I gave you says that humble yourself. Don't let God humble you. Humble yourself. He said, humble yourself and God will lift you. So you can humble yourself and then God will lift you. But there are some people, God has to humble them by bringing them low. Which one do you, do you want? Do you want God to humble you or you humble yourself? <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm teaching on manifestations of pride. After, I'll finish that this week. Then after, I'll be teaching on manifestations of humility. If you want to learn how to humble yourself, connect, read. If you want to learn how to avoid the serpents of pride in their subtle manifestations. Like some people never knew that independence is pride. But it's pride. Connect so that you learn. Uh, you have to thank God for, for giving you a teaching priest. Shall we be on our feet? Lift up your hands wherever you are, all across the various branches. Those watching online, East Legon. I know time is gone, but time is fast, but God, there's a message we need because it's a message that is going to elevate us and promote us in the name of Jesus and keep us true to the end. So, wherever you are, I just want you to pray and talk to God. You are first praying that God should cleanse you from acts of pride in the past, a disposition of pride in the past. The, a prideful heart. You, you may not know how you may have expressed it, displayed it, but I just pray that God cleanse me and forgive me. Lift up your voice and pray right now. Jesus. Pray that Lord cleanse me and forgive me for acts of pride in the past. Acts of pride in the past. Forgive me, oh God. Cleanse me, oh God. Wash me, oh God. Oh Jesus. Talk to Jesus. I'm having a vision right now and a vision I'm seeing white eagles with something in their in their mouths 
and they are visiting people and feeding those people. I'm seeing white eagles feeding those feeding people. White eagles carrying food in their beaks, feeding people. And the Lord is telling me right now that it's the impartation of humility. Amen. God, the, the, God is giving us the diet that would make us humble. There's a diet of there's a heavenly diet you can eat yes, Lord. that would make you humble. That will give you the a disposition of humility, a, a humble heart. Oh Jesus, lift up your hands. Father, purge our hearts. Circumcise our hearts. Cleanse our hearts from pride, from arrogance, from all the subtle manifestations of pride. Cleanse our hearts, O God, in Jesus' name. Amen. And Lord. Just as you showed me in that vision, those white eagles coming, bringing heavenly manna Amen. by which we receive the impartation of humility. Amen. Thank you, Lord, yes, Lord, that the seed of humility is sown in our hearts. Amen. Thank you that we are imparted by the spirit of humility. Yes, Lord. Jesus is the spirit of humility. Yes, Lord. The Bible tells us that Jesus humbled himself wherefore God also has highly exalted him and given him a name that is above every other name because Jesus humbled himself God exalted him we receive the spirit of humility the spirit of humility is the spirit of the fear of the Lord we receive the spirit of the fear of the Lord we receive the impartation oh from the spirit of the fear of the Lord that we walk in humility. We walk in reverence before the Lord. We walk in acknowledgement before the Lord. We we'll, we'll return all the glory to God. Oh, for, for the happenings in our lives. Father, we return the glory to you. Lord, teach us to order our ways aright. Teach us to choose the path of humility, which is the path of life. Oh God, let us start from our hearts. And Father, when you promote us, when you elevate us, because Lord, you have made me see that there's promotion and elevation coming to us in due season. When it comes, oh God, may we continue to be humble. May we escape the, the, the arrows of pride, the temptations of pride, the snakes and serpents of pride. We escape being bitten by the serpents of pride. Oh Jesus. We clothe ourselves with the garments of humility. In the name of Jesus. Forever, oh God, we shall feed on the manner of humility. We shall feed on the manner of humility. Father, that as we feed on that manner of humility, being brought by the angels. Brothers and sisters, I'm seeing a continuation of that vision. That as, as the white, I saw white eaglets bringing food in their beaks to us and then in the vision right now as, as we we ate of that food i saw that we also were transformed into eagles we were transformed into mighty eagles huge eagles and we began to soar oh for as we foresee the spirit of god as we walk in the fear of the Lord, as we walk in humility before Him, He shall lift us up. He shall lift us up. He 
shall lift us up for his own glory. We give you praise and glory. In Jesus' name have we prayed. And all the saints shall say amen. amen. Give the Lord a mighty clap of as you take your seats. Hallelujah. Amen. We thank God so much. Um, once again, I want to remind us that you, you, um, you listen to the message. Amen. And then also all through the month, I'll be sharing about humility uh, on morning dew and also um, on our, in our Sunday services talking about manifestations of pride manifestations of humility and um, I want you also to do well to also meditate on God's word and um, hold on to the marking scheme amen. Amen. amen because God said to me that there's elevation that is coming to us there's exaltation that is coming to us and we shall receive our portion in Jesus name you shall be elevated in Jesus' name. I said you shall be elevated in Jesus' name. Amen. Somebody give the Lord a mighty clap of faith. Amen. God bless you for listening to the message. We believe you were blessed. Can you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages from Pastor Philip. Shalom.